Greetings, fruits, and welcome back to part two of episode eight of We Are All Fruit slash A League of Their Own. <laughs> so we left off last scene with Max leaving her parents' house after uh, Tony was trying to explain her position and, you know, Max being like, I'm doing this, I'm leaving. And she goes to Uncle Bert to talk about it. We see them from family to family. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really cool. We see them leaving a, a bar, I guess. And I, we didn't point it out in the first part, but Max's outfit here is mm. incredible. I, uh, I, it looks really out of time to me, but I'm, it looks 1970. It does, yeah. but <laughs> maybe that's just Max being a really uh, forward fashion person. <laughs> yeah, fashion forward. She looks Max. amazing, though. Bert also looks amazing here in his suit and his hat. Yeah. So they come out and Max is, you know, telling uh, Bert about the conversation she just had with her mom. And she's like, maybe she's right. Maybe I'm making things harder for myself. And Bert's like, no, following your dream is supposed to be hard. You know, I is it in the movie that someone says, you know, if it's hard, people will do it. That's literally yeah. Jimmy Dugan he says, if, you know, hmm. baseball, if nobody would do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's right. Um, when Max asks Bert if he ever had a dream that he went after and he was, he like points to himself and he's like, you're looking at it. You're looking at Amazing. it. Look at this suit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on, Max, clearly. <laughs> uh, and they sit down on a little bench and Bert, it's so cute. He pulls out a little notepad and a pen from his suit jacket mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. He's like, I want you to look at my friend Arn in South Dakota. He'll he'll remind you of me. You'll like him. And if you're in Des Moines, you should go to the Rock. It's the last good bar out there. And he's like writing these things down. He's giving her, her safe spaces, the complete opposite of what yeah. her mom was doing, which was trying to right. keep her away from everything. He's like, the world is horrible and not quite up to speed for us. Mm-hmm. And just like um, Gracie said, well, what else are we going to do? You know, we mm-hmm. we're, we're not just going to sit at home. He's like, okay, so navigate it this way. I'm going to help you out. There are people and places that are safe for us. Right. But I like that the only two places are like South Dakota and Iowa. Like, <laughs> why can't it be like Oregon and LA? <laughs> more, yeah, maybe he thought that LA, she'll figure it out. <laughs> I mean, maybe he just hasn't been that far, you know? He's only mm-hmm. got his... Yeah circle of knowledge could you imagine if you just sat there and just kept writing like an excel spreadsheet for her like how boring that would be <laughs> there's a place in every city in every state for you to go and well you book. know there were um and then yeah after green books um there were also gay guides that were printed mm. for i didn't know that different yeah a, a colleague slash friend of mine has a whole digital project where they publish and map all the locations of different oh, places God, that's that awesome. were gay friendly. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He also, you know, rightly, he's giving her this advice of safe spaces. And he also says, um, but be careful. Keep your eyes open and be careful who you trust. He knows he, he's living a really, um, a pretty sweet life, but he knows that you still have to be careful. Well, and he says this after he says you and Esther should check right. the bar out. And Max mm-hmm. smiles because, oh, me and Esther. Like, she's excited. But that's mm-hmm. when he says, yeah, but still be careful. So I wasn't sure if he was saying, like, be careful even with her. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think so. You know? That didn't strike me as that. I think he that. meant be careful in public. Okay. Yeah. If you're this happy, you're like kind of have stars in your eyes, but you also just mm-hmm. still need to be. And I love mm-hmm. that he said, I don't mean to take over this part, but, and I'm not going to take over it completely. He says, enjoy every minute of it. And it so mm-hmm. mirrors what Carson said, enjoy every minute of every blessed day. So mm-hmm. he is like her coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love it i love their relationship uh everyone needs like it's really helpful um to young queer people kind of starting their journey to have like an uncle bert or an aunt or a di- non-binary Wise person soul. to help guide you yeah mm-hmm. a little bit and give you some advice um i think it's really helpful like we're all we all have to help each other in this world it's not a perfect place for us so we need to look out for each other and learn from one another. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry to inform you at this point, we are the elders. <laughs> we are. Gosh. <laughs> Devastating. Yeah. <laughs> and there's one point where Max, Max says that she really, she did talk about her mom here at one point. She really thought that her mom was going to get it. So that's hard for her. It's important that we bring that up because... He's kind of sprung into action when he hears this. <laughs> He's yeah. the other parent figure, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want Gracie to be my stepmom. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you really want Gracie to be? No. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest here. We all know. Back in the Peaches home, Carson walks in <laughs> to her room. And she finds Shirley with her back to the door, eating out of no fewer than seven different <laughs> cans. <laughs> this is not the way to open yourself up, but okay. <laughs> oh, when you did, when you realized you were maybe gay, you didn't start eating out of dented cans? I no. did. <laughs> so Carson is very confused. She's asking what's happening. Shirley does not say a word, but she does approach and plants a kiss on Carson without consent. <laughs> she, Carson does not pull away, though. She just lets it happen. <laughs> she's just so confused. Like, what are yeah. you going to do when something so bizarre is happening? So she, she's just looking at her, and Shirley has this hilarious, like, <laughs> here I'm acting so on a podcast, funny. but she's got that look, and she's like... <gasps> I'm not attracted to you. I'm not. It's not contagious. I like men. I like men. (laughs) Kate Berlan deserves all of the awards for this role. Mm -hmm. I've loved her from the start, but what a way to lift us all up from a fairly heavy tear jerky episode. What a star. I love her. Mm -hmm. So then she sort of apologizes for the fact that she's not attracted. She's like, you're a beautiful woman, but I just don't feel sexual. (laughs) Nope. No sexual attraction. She double checks. (laughs) Yeah. Carson asks if she's okay. Shirley says she's been eating from dented cans and she doesn't have botulism. This is a miracle. And then she kissed her and it didn't turn her queer either. She's screaming all of this, by the way. So she's having all kinds of revelations about how her worst fears are actually not coming true. And this to her, you know, someone who's lived her life largely in the small world and afraid of a lot of things. This is a 
an important development for our dear Shirley. Mm -hmm. She even says, I feel so liberated. <laughs> mm -hmm. And this is a good point Crystal made. Do you want to read this point? Because I want to like piggyback on this a little bit. Yeah, I said that there are a lot of people in the world that need to learn from Shirley's reaction here. Like queer people are not out to get you. Trans kids no. are not out to take over your schools and turn your kids gay. Gosh. None of that is true. And the same could be said also for what we're talking about, sports. There have been a number, I can only speak again for MLB because I'm obsessed, but so many players have fully and literally said, we don't want gays in our locker room looking at other, I mean, they said much more derogatory things, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, we're not, everyone is not looking at a n naked body and Absolutely needing not. it. Like it just doesn't work like yeah. that. Like, well, and when they say that, that just betrays how they would approach the same right. thing, that, right? Mm -hmm. That they would be objectifying and sexualizing bodies in a locker room. You're, right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Oh my God. <laughs> like, no, actually, I'm genuinely, look, I've dated my share of people who went on to marry men. <laughs> but I'm not generally attracted to straight women. Like, I watch all kinds of garbage reality, but like I watch the Bachelor, Bachelorette right now, it's Bachelor in Paradise with all these like allegedly hot people. I am not attracted to 99% of the women on that right. beach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Like it's not automatic that we're just drawn and trying to convert straight people to be like, ah, oh, this is such garbage. It is. And there's also, if you're a decent human being, you know how to behave appropriately. Mm-hmm. You're not ogling people in a changing no. room. Like that yeah. is not good behavior, period. <laughs> I truly cannot remember the last time I even like was like, oh, hmm. Like no, I really I can't remember. Check people out. Yeah. No. I'm sure they were wearing boots, whoever they were though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The point is there, you know, there's a time and place for everything and the locker room. Nothing's going on there. Come on. Yeah. So Carson is mumbling to Shirley. That's not how it works. <laughs> they don't get, get queer by kissing a woman. Although she said to Greta, you did this to me. I was fine before I met you. So maybe she's learned in seven episodes, right? Also, hold up. Kate Plant now is dating a woman. Did it start because she kissed a woman here? We, we can't say that. What? Is she not ta isn't she talking about that. this on social media? Oh, okay. We, we we can't qualify whom we think she's dating. Okay, yes. On her podcast, the past few um, episodes, she has referred to my girl. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's a girl in Kate Berlant's life. I don't know who she dated before, um, but she is with a woman now. So yay. Mm -hmm. It is contagious. We take back everything we said before. <laughs> We're going to get you. The gay contagion. <laughs> so Carson's like, maybe you shouldn't finish the dented can. And, and Shirley's like, no, I'm fine. I'll kiss you again. And Carson's like, I did not ask for this in the first place. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Shirley has this confidence that they're going to beat the blue socks. Mm -hmm. So then it's the next morning. They're sitting next to each other in the stoop. It's super cute. They're back to being friends. Carson gives them a little pep talk, discusses some signs. Beverly tries to get them 
out on their way to the final game. And Esty's like, no, please, Jess, song, right? And <laughs> Jess agrees to start. It's super cute. The three of them with Terry joining in on the harmony start the first verse. And Abby has talked about the decision to include the iconic song from the actual song that the league sang mm -hmm. that we heard from uh, for the first time in the documentary and then the 1992 film. And I just note here that I'm glad they did it because it was very touching. But the lyrics are hilarious and also the all-American, including... Irish and Swedes, like <laughs> the most Nordic people and excluding a bunch of other people is really tragic. Right. Mm -hmm. Also, the second verse lyrics are really funny. Because I had not like, heard these. I love that you wrote these down. <laughs> Our chaperones are not too soft. They're not too tough. Our managers are on the ball. We've got a president who really knows his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> We're all for one. We're all for all. We're all American. <laughs> so much propaganda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is why so many people don't like baseball. They're just like, it's so American. It's like, well, it I get that. It is very American. Mm -hmm. I wish they would tone down. Again, like Susanna just said, most players are not American. So let's, can we relax on the... Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, was this a song for the Peaches or was this the whole league? Whole league. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're back at the game. Final game. Dun, dun, dun. Versus the Blue Sox. <laughs> uh, Barracuda, right? playing yeah part. i love that barracuda is like a five minute song and we pretty much get the whole song here <laughs> with uh, <laughs> a montage and you're kind of seeing now you're hearing some talking like joe is telling her team now her new her blue socks mm -hmm. all the secrets <laughs> of the peaches <laughs> she's pretty cool about it she's like gotta watch that curveball i got your number like mm -hmm. she's really mm -hmm. sassin <laughs> mm -hmm. The rivalry is, yeah, high. Every time they show the Blue Sox, uh, because we learned in episode six that one of them, the really girly one is queer. I kept trying to figure out which one it was. <laughs> That's funny. And it's cute. There's like a little moment where Joe's like, do you miss me? Miss me, Shaw, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And again, Carson mm -hmm. has that cute little, that little smirk. The game is, you know, going back and forth and Lupe's freaking out a little bit. And I mean, we don't get to the end of this game. We're sort of like interspersing in between other things, mm -hmm. but still playing five minutes of Hartsburg. <laughs> yeah, it's a great scene. It's really exciting. Mm -hmm. They do a good job with the baseball Two more scene. things just to point out. Uh, Greta and Lupe are finally simpatico. They've been feuding right. the yes. whole season. And here on the field, you can tell they're playing together. They're, they're friends again, or maybe for the first time. Mm-hmm. And then we see Shirley and Maybelle, the two superstitious peaches, right? For the second time, like, don't say it. Don't yeah. Say it. We're going to win. That cute. It's like a little side. Like, who are the people from the Muppets? The two old guys up in the, the balcony? Oh, yeah, in the oh. balcony. <laughs> they remind me of a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's too bad that I pointed this out later that we don't get to see Maybelle in any of these really fun action baseball scenes because the actor is super pregnant right now. Yeah. I guess she didn't get to participate. So it's a little too bad, but at one point when they get on the field for at the beginning of this scene, they show the back of Maybelle and a full body shot, but you oh. don't see the face. And I'm wondering if they just had a stand in. Mm, body double. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So mid-game, we cut to uh, outside Tony's house, and Tony leaves her house and finds Bert uh, leaning against his bike, waiting for her there. And she uh, is alarmed by this. She looks around and is like, come inside. <laughs> she doesn't want people to see him. And he's like, no, mm -hmm. I want to talk here. It won't be long. Um, and he starts saying, you know, I know that you don't like the way I live my life. And she interrupts him and says her problem is not with him, quote unquote, running around dressing like a man. Mm -hmm. Problem is that he left her. And Bert says he has he had no choice. And Tony interrupts again. There's always a choice. Tony is a very, very tough person, <laughs> very mm -hmm. strong. Mm -hmm. She's not quite letting Bert get the word in that he wants. And he tries to change the subject to Max. And I think this is why he came here to tell her that you, know, you got to let her go. And she explains, like we came to the conclusion, she just wants her daughter to be safe. And I love what Bert says here, this line. He says, for some of us, safe isn't safe. Mm -hmm. And that's such a good, good line that uh, I think people need to understand that as he says, you know, he left because of Tony because she wanted him to give up a piece of himself to make life easier. And that that was the most dangerous voice in Bert's life because he could have done that. And that's what I think people need to understand that, you know, telling people that they just need to be more quote unquote normal or whatever is very dangerous because, you know, being closeted for a long time or being told that you can't be yourself leads to depression and for many people leads to suicide mm -hmm. and it's extremely dangerous. Uh, you have to let people be who they are. Mm -hmm. And Bert says, you know, Max is more like you than me. She's stubborn. Mm -hmm. And if you don't let her go, she's not going to come back. Maybe finally Tony gets it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Enough to let her yeah. go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although I, I wasn't the, the backstory isn't clear to me uh, who what, what tell me more about who left when who are the people that tony was left to take care of presumably the parents i think I was um, just, other siblings, siblings what i yeah. thought mm -hmm. where are they in the in i the don't know series it doesn't matter I, just, <laughs> I understand but I, we, we don't even know players on the like, peaches <laughs> <laughs> We don't even know what, why Greta's mom is looking for her. Right. <laughs> Maybe she's a bank robber. She actually did rob a bank. <laughs> I would love that to be a surprise season two story. <laughs> she's a hardened criminal. Actually, I did have a, a thought about that that I don't think I've brought up. The reason why Greta doesn't want her mom to know where she is. And my mm. thought was that when she's telling the story about um, Dana, was it? Yeah. Her mm -hmm. old girlfriend. She How says you that, forget you know, L Dana word got... Dana? <laughs> 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 she says that Dana, I think, got put away. Yeah. And she's like, I was okay, but Dana got put away. And I, I think maybe the reason she said I was okay is because she ran away. Maybe she was also going to get put away, but she escaped. So that's why she doesn't want her mom to know where she is. Mm. That's my theory. That seems pretty gnarly. Well, who knows? We'll find out next season. So. But also, again, there were 17. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say that 
they're now in like their early 30s. The mom has been on the hunt for Greta for <laughs> 13 years. <laughs> I don't think they're that. I don't think they're supposed to be in their early 30s. I think they're supposed to be all mid-20s. Okay, well, that's stretching it. <laughs> Even I think Bev, that's what we're supposed right? to Right? Yeah, Still ovulating. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, apparently, um, Kate Burlett would crack them up on, during all these shots, like the shot um, at the end of this episode where they're all about to drink and Beverly comes in and they're all like trying to hide what they're doing, right? Because mm-hmm. they're supposed to behave. So apparently when filming that scene, Kate Berlin just goes right before Bev's about to come in. We're all 40. <laughs> like, why, why are we afraid of a chaperone? <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, and she funny. would say this time and again, like, we're all 40. <laughs> <laughs> that they're acting I mean, think like about, the, the teams did. Yeah, I mean, they get 30-year-olds to play high school kids, so it makes sense that they would get 40-year-olds to play 20-year-olds. 20 something. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Just again, I like people older than me, so it's hard for me to accept this reality that they're, that they're supposed <laughs> to not be young. older than me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's my own issues that I'll discuss in therapy. Um, <laughs> we are at Max's send-off, which... Is again a tear jerking uh, scene for me. This is the scene I cried the most at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They've waited for the last possible moment to say goodbye, which is really important. Clans gives Max a bunch of self addressed envelopes <laughs> so she would write to her. And none of this, I'm good at It's fine. She wants the details, pictures, scenery, adjectives. Max has to remind or Max says to remember to put the trash out on Tuesdays to avoid the <laughs> raccoons in the house again. Again. That was probably <laughs> a great I story. wish they would have shot that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cheryl jumps in saying not to worry. I love taking out trash. I like the smell. <laughs> a pleaser to the end. Yeah. Cheryl has some of the best lines. It's really She's cute really how funny. this tiny character gets so much humor. Clans are just like, Cheryl, not now. Um, because she gets to live with Clans, she has to be quiet. <laughs> Clans reminds Max that none of these new people can be Max's best friend. And mm-hmm. Max reassures Clans and they start crying. Uh, says maybe she should stay because Clans needs her at least until Guy gets back. And Clans says she has to go. This is your team. And Max says, no, you are my team. Uh, <laughs> we all cry. Come mm-hmm. on. And then Clance is like, I'll, I'll smack you upside the head if you don't get on the bus. <laughs> Max promises to be back in the spring, and Clance doesn't think so. This is going to lead her somewhere. This is a start of everything. And she's happy for Ma- Max, but asks her not to forget about her. Max says she would never, and cries and thanks her and mm. forgetting her where where she is. This is so beautiful because... Clance is letting her go in the way that Tony doesn't know how. Mm, mm-hmm. Clance doesn't want Max to go. She wants her to stay, you know, but she knows that this is what is best for Max and she's freeing her. It's so touching. Yeah. yeah. So then Max goes up to Esther, who tells her to wipe her eyes because we're not going to show the guys that have been crying. Mm-hmm. And I think... This, this is a good sign. Esther's going to take care of our little Max. Look out for little Max. Also, mm-hmm. the Esther, she knows the game. She's probably been playing mm-hmm. with these guys for a while. She's like, you got to be tough around this crowd. 
Cheryl approaches Clance and whispers, <laughs> I love you too. And Clance screams, read the room. And Cheryl goes, we're outside. I walked by Crystal this morning and I just said that. We're outside. <laughs> All right, back to the game. Uh, Joe and Greta are giving each other uh, looks at the bottom of the eighth. And Crystal said, I think they're sad they should be winning this championship together. And that's true. Yeah. I oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It sucks, especially because Joe went almost the entire season. Actually, yeah. Joe went the entire season yeah. with the Peaches yeah. and suddenly has to do an about face. Mm -hmm. That sucks. Yeah. There's a great scene. I mean, there's so many parallels to the movie, but at some point Carson catches a ball at home. And it's mm -hmm. the behind the back, the classic mm -hmm. Dottie Henson behind yeah. the back ball catch. <laughs> I love it. I love the nods. I mean, everything. I mean, again. Can I say the most upsetting thing um, headline that I read today, which is the Jelaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein's accomplice, mm -hmm. has picked up softball in jail and her nickname is Dottie. No, no, <laughs> no. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, I read this this morning. It's really no, upsetting. That is upsetting. Especially because our dog is named Dottie. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah, sorry about sex trafficking corner. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why? Fuck her. Oh, I hope no one picks up on that on our transcripts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the Sox are leading. They have, they get a hit. They're leading four, three and Lupe's freaking out. And I, this scene where Carson just, is just like, just breathe. You can do this is such a coach. And it is, it's so soothing mm -hmm. for me to even see this. When people have thrown this gif up on my timeline, I've seen it. Just breathe. You can do this. I need coach Carson to get me through my yeah. days lately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's calming. At some point, they're all in the dugout, and there's this great shot of Carson. The camera is looking up at her, and she's like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she's like, listen to them. They're chanting for us. They're cheering for us. And I cannot get the fire that Abby Jacobson, Abby Jacobson brings to this. But again, it speaks to what you were talking about, about her taking these acting classes, which I didn't know, because- this could sound kind of hokey, like this, yeah, we are yeah. peaches, you know, there's no place I'd rather be. What's your story? Like I like, yeah, if you just heard that sort of out of context, you'd almost be like Charlie, like we've already won. You've already won. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the way this is acted is so uh, inspiring and you love it. Completely. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you want this and to end? Let's rob the bank. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, call back. Interesting that Greta, in a way, inspired both of her big final speeches here with the book and then Let's Rob the Bank. Mm -hmm. She inspired all of us. <laughs> Sorry. She is a muse. <laughs> There's one point where uh, Esti and Lupe are on first and second. And mm -hmm. Lupe uh, says in Spanish for them to do it, for her and Esty to do this double steal. And someone on the, the socks 
is just like, they're speaking in code. And she's like, Spanish, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) They do this sweet double steal. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot going on. Bev is in the, just over on the side doing the sign of the cross. (laughs) Everyone's Mm -hmm. got their little superstitions going on. And then uh, Joe hits a home run. You know it's coming up. She's running to first base, you know, and twists her ankle or her knee or something. Mm-hmm. It's that same knee that that got hurt by the police in the raid. Is it? That's yeah, yeah. She said she, she makes that. a small comment about like it's that. Oh, so, God. which is why this injury is all the more significant, right? Like it's all coming back to season or to episode six where. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't have fallen had had she not been in. Oh the my room. god! Oh. Yeah, <laughs> devastating. <laughs> and so Greta comes to her aid immediately, and Carson does as well. And the umpire says, "Okay, well, she's got to touch all the bases, otherwise, it's not a home run." And Carson's like, "It's she clearly hit a home run. They clearly mm-hmm. won." And he's mm-hmm. like, "Nope." So. So stupid. <laughs> what a stupid role. Uh, I wouldn't know that role. That would be something that I'm sure umpires might have to check the books <laughs> if this yeah. ever happened in real life. It did happen in real life. I know it did, but I'm talking about yeah, major yeah, yeah. league. Like if it happened, I'm sure oh, I see. MLB yeah. umpires are not watching a league of their own <laughs> on Amazon. <laughs> Too bad for them. Right? Yeah, they're they're lost. <laughs> they can learn a lot about how you get so pumped up from the heart song. <laughs> So Carson and Greta are just like, okay, we, they just lift her up and start walking her around the bases. The rest of the team Mm -hmm. joins in. I don't see that's just women for you. Women taking care of (laughs) women. And it is very emotional. Like, I can't believe I'm talking about this scene. I can't believe I have to talk about this scene and then the last scene and you guys all need to chime in because I can't be responsible for the final words of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) So it was Jess, which is so great. Jess calls the rest of the peaches over who wants to win. She probably wants to win the most of anybody, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But she knows that Joe hit a walk-off home run, right? That's what that would be. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so they won the game. That's only fair. And they help her Mm -hmm. round all the bases. It's so cute. Jess like dusts off the base and like taps her foot, like points to it. Like (laughs) there, she touched the base. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm following the rules and her team isn't helping her it's us yeah and greta's doing the thing that joe kind of wanted she's like they're cheering for you you're right you are the star listen to that i love Mm -hmm. you gives her this Mm -hmm. sweet little kiss on the cheek and do you want to talk about the inspiration of for this scene because abby i do remember seeing this was this in the extras or something else i saw where abby said they were really having a hard time coming up with the how this ends how the peaches ends and she said, I was her dad I was wondering all season, like, who is going to win the championship? I, I wondered <laughs> that in the movie and I wondered it in the show. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So the story came. It's a story from 2008. And Abby's dad gave us this us like I was in the writer's room, gave them the storyline <laughs> of a college softball team. Um, well, this exact thing Oregon, happened. University and Central Washington University and yep exactly 
what we saw, except in 2008, and one team helped a member of the other team walk up all the way to home. It's yeah. really, really touching. Really mm -hmm. sweet. Awesome. It's a great I love that ending. that's real. Yeah. yeah I love that that really happened. Super cool. A great place to take inspiration from. And Another. A great ending mm -hmm. to the Peaches season. Unlike, I love the movie, truly, but the ending to the Peaches season in the movie kind of sucks. And if you don't know, mm -hmm. and I'm just going to say it, Dottie drops the ball on purpose and blows yeah. the game for her whole team to stick up mm -hmm. for her sister, which I think is wrong in every way. But that's how it ends in the movie and it kind of sucks. But this is a great ending. For it's the a Peaches team effort. And yeah. Where the movie was one singular person making the decision for a team. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. On that beautiful, beautiful note, back to Max and her new team, the All-Stars. Uh, she gets off the bus in, where are they, Minnesota? <laughs> and they're at a hotel and Esther is like, the only two girls on the team have to share a room. There's only one bed. <laughs> camp. <laughs> camp All-Stars. It's so funny. Like, uh, we probably all know the, the fanfic trope. <laughs> that comes from oh there's only one bed in the room what do we do <laughs> and Susanna put giddy sex excitement which yeah, look <laughs> on both their faces they're like teehee this is awesome <laughs> but before going uh, into the room Max goes to a payphone and calls Clance which is so cute mm -hmm. and <laughs> Cheryl answers the phone and says Clance and Cheryl's house of destiny <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> ding dong. <laughs> she says she's trying to make it fun around here. And Clance is like, what did I tell you about answering the phone? Give me that. Takes the phone and, and is so excited to hear from Max. He was a, they just saw, she just left like a couple hours ago, but it probably to Clance has already felt like a lifetime. <laughs> As she's on the phone, Red comes up to Max and hands her an all-stars <laughs> so uniform. Cool. And says, Don't let me down. And Clance is, or um, Max is like, God, I won't. She's so excited. She's got her team. Now she's got her uniform. And Clance is also super happy for her friend. And Max is like, I only put a nickel in these pants, so I can't talk long, <laughs> which is so funny. There's probably people that watch this show and are like, I don't understand yet. You, you have to pay <laughs> a right. pay phone for every All minute right. you talked. <laughs> so she's got to hang up. Um, and at Clance's house, you pan out and you see she's having a tea with Tony is over. Mm -hmm. And Clance is like, I feel like I'm lying to Max. Uh, and Tony's like, I understand. But if you tell her, Max will come running back. And I, I, I'm assuming everyone immediately knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. We find out that Clance is indeed pregnant. Uh, and she's scared. This is she probably invited Tony over and is like, I didn't have a good mom. How am I going to know if I'm doing this right? I can't do this alone. Mm -hmm. I don't have Guy. I don't have Max. And I, for the first time we hear, I guess she doesn't really have a family of her own. And Tony's like, you won't do this alone. I'm not going to let you do this alone, which is really Big cool. Big C can babysit. Big C. <laughs> hey, old lady, I got you, kid. Don't worry. I think one of the the best parts about this is that um, even Tony is basically admitting her shortcomings. She's like, you're going to make all these mistakes. And much right. like mm -hmm. most 
parents when they become grandparents. They're better at being parental figures as grandparents second time right. around, getting another chance. <laughs> so she clearly is, I mean, she hasn't lost Max, but she is mm-hmm. getting kind of another chance to help. I think what Bert said to her really, uh, she it made her get it. She's like, yeah, you got to let Max, Max go even to Clance. She's like, you can't get her to come back because she will worry about you. Mm-hmm. We have to let her do this, but I will help you. Uh, and they, um, Tony thinks that it's a girl and Clance is like, do you really think it's a girl? It feels like a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty I cute. Read the womb. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Why? It's the last episode. Good one. Wow. Good one. No. Kat just put her arms up in the air like Rocky. <laughs> I'm looking for another team while everybody's finding theirs. I'm available. <laughs> A free agent over here. Nice. Uh, nice. Read the womb. <laughs> I love it. I didn't even. That just came to me. The fact that you're proud of this is really telling. <laughs> Susanna <laughs> hates puns. Yep. Okay. Mm. <sighs> All right. On. At a happier place than this podcast, <laughs> the peaches are celebrating their well, their their technical Defeat. loss, as Jess points out, right? Yeah. But they're still eating nuts and chips and drinking beer and whiskey. Esther gives a toast in Spanish. It's super cute. Which nobody understands, but they all cheer anyway. <laughs> right, right. Beverly comes in announcing, and that's when they all sort of try to straighten themselves out. We're but she's drinking. like, I'm no longer your chaperone, so please carry on. And then she asks for a drink as well. In one of the best scenes in the series that takes all of 20 seconds, she takes Jess aside and returns all the fines that she had accrued for just wearing pants in public. Mm-hmm. And she explains that while the rules said that she had to collect the fines, they did not specify what she had to do with them. <laughs> and here's where we get a little bit of a glimpse into why Jess is a bitter Gilded Age man. <laughs> she says, no one's ever done something like that for me before. Which, a and callback. To Carson yeah, and Greta at yeah. the back of the bus. And then Beverly reveals that we have to take care of our own, don't we? And gives her a little wink. Mm. And Bev is queer, and I am crying once again <laughs> in this episode. My mind was blown. I had no idea. Queer tears. Really sweet and mm-hmm. really, yeah, we have to take care of our own. It's great. This is just what we said earlier, too. We all got to look mm-hmm. out for each other. No one else in this world is going to. So let's stop with the infighting. There's so much of that in the queer community. It's not necessary. True. As Beverly tells us, invest in war bonds instead. (laughs) (laughs) Still being practical. Yeah. So Carson is now alone in the kitchen and Greta walks in, obviously looking for her. And they have the reenactment of their first, hi, hi, hello. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Carson asks if Greta thinks they'll ever see each other again, and this is when they do their little playful dialogue, as Mm -hmm. so many times before. Greta 
things that they'll see each other in 15 years, maybe. And oh, I actually Carson laughs. Yeah, I did too. It sound like they're not going to see each other again, and I don't mm-hmm. want that. The 15-year reunion. Get ready, everybody. Yeah. In 2037, we'll see you for another recap of <laughs> We Are All Fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Greta is like, you know, we'll see each other across the street. Um, Carson will have five little kids, a bald spot and a thick mustache. (laughs) She doesn't think too great of the older version. Well, if she's not with her, then yeah, it's going to be devastating for Carson's (laughs) physical appearance. (laughs) She's going to turn into a troll (laughs) without Greta. And Carson's like, well, by then you'll be mayor of New York, dating at least seven different people. And Greta's like, maybe eight. No. And then Carson says, maybe once in a while you'll think about me. And Greta says, yeah, maybe. I I like this because of how devastating it is. Of course you would. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that kind of projecting of like, like, here we are and this is the end for now. And there are speculations about bald spots and children are actually just a disguise for their real desires, right? They're saying how awful the separation is by trying to make light of it, I think. Mm. So this is when Greta says that Carson could come with her to New York. And... What a brave move after everything Carson put her through with Charlie. And this is the first time since the first kiss that Greta allows herself to ask for something that she wants but is terrified of. And Carson is surprised and asks if she's serious. And Greta's like, I think I am. Carson's intrigued. There's some nervous breathing. Greta doesn't know whether that would work. But her train leaves tomorrow, and that's when the peaches come in and interrupt. There's sort of a hopeful smile from Greta and a I, con- confused look from Carson. I didn't, uh, on, you know, whatever my fourth or fifth rewatch now that I'm, like, psychoanalyzing everything for the podcast, <laughs> I originally thought there was a little bit of hope there. But on watching it this time, I feel like there wasn't. I feel like everyone coming in and them having to separate themselves um, mm was really sad i think that was them realizing wait this can't work we can't just be our happy selves i i feel really down i feel down by this scene that that they can't be together i also think it's interesting that greta's like asking for something and she told Mm -hmm. carson it's okay to want things it's okay Mm -hmm. to want things and she Mm -hmm. seems to want this and then even carson said it at some point you know she said something like it's okay to want things i think i think (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) uh i don't know i guess maybe i'm just feeling bummed that we're on the last episode and Mm -hmm. not sure if we're gonna get another season but i feel like i don't know like there isn't hope for them to be together and i that's not what i want (laughs) Mm -hmm. well obviously if there's a second season we're not gonna find them Right, it's it's going to be the same conflict. If there's no conflict, we're going to watch an aging lesbian couple <laughs> live out their years. <laughs> right. <laughs> Watching television. Like, we, we want there to be conflict and separation. Yes, so like what we're doing today. 
Aging husband on the couch watching reality TV. Of course, I want conflict and drama. I guess, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I felt a little disheartened by this scene. Maybe that is just comes from, like, truly, not to bring the room down, but because you just don't know if there's going to be another season. And you maybe you want to see the continuation of this. You want to see... I want their the story drama. to continue. I want more. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Same. We quickly cut to Max and Esther after sex. <laughs> <laughs> Presumably. Uh, pretty uh, sure that's what happened. We got it. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. And they're so happy and they're wearing their really cute uniforms. Max got to where she was going. She's it's with awesome. her girl and her team. Mm-hmm. Okay, look, guys, this is the final scene of this season. I'm like, <laughs> one, there's like um, this moment where Carson is frantically looking for Greta. Mm-hmm. And there's so many moments at the end of movies, and I don't mean to bring up Rocky again, which is so weird, but at the end of the first <laughs> Rocky, he's like, Adrian, Adrian. Like, he doesn't care. Right. He's just like, where the fuck is Adrian? <laughs> girl <laughs> like he's literally beat and he's just like i just want adrian carson's just like i just want Greta. i'm sorry i'm gonna miss you guys yes you know mm-hmm. maybell stops her and it's just like oh what am i gonna do without your little farm face <laughs> and while as cute as that is farm count you know she does mm-hmm. clearly like love maybell and everyone else she's like i need to find i'm looking for a thing and Jess and Lupe are like, yeah, she's got to find a thing. And then Maybell's like, oh, a thing. (laughs) That's when Maybell gets it. That's when she gets it. Mm -hmm. And Greta. Uh, Hold on. Very important. My notes say thing equals Greta's mouth. Yes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not forget. Okay. And this music starts playing, and I swear it's Carol. It's a, a version of the theme from the movie Carol. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Carson runs outside. She sees Greta off to say without to say without saying goodbye, going to her her cab mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> Susanna Wright wrote, "Greta is marching <laughs> off with all her nightstand elephants backed into her two tiny suitcases." <laughs> <laughs> Yep. And all of her hats and all of her outfits and all of her yep. coats and all of her shoes. Amazing. Uh, and Carson calls for her and Greta's like, I'm going to miss my train. And Carson's like, I just, just, I just need a minute. Just, just need a minute. Desperate, right? I just, I can't let you go without this. Mm-hmm. And they go to the side of the house and Carson switches it up, pins Greta against the wall on the outside of the house and they kiss and instead of Greta pulling away, Carson pulls away for a second, but mm-hmm. Greta goes in for just a yeah. little bit more. <laughs> Greta was going to leave without saying goodbye. This is what I mean. Like, I feel like they had this realization that they can't be together and I'm bummed. <laughs> I think you just like... When you try to head it off at the pass, like you're hurt. You're like, well, I'm just going to make this hurt really hurt. And just that's what you do. You get dramatic about it. This is so, there's so much happens in this one minute scene with them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Carson says she can't go with Greta and Greta, she gets that. 
And she says, I just had to kiss you one more time before she left. And (laughs) I love that every kiss before this was hidden. And this one is out in the open. And my thought was here in their own way. They are both free. Yeah. Greta's doing a lot of things here. She's asking. With her hands. Yeah. Her hands <laughs> are touching, touching her face. Yeah. Or oh. She's playing with her little locket. Yeah. And she's asking now. She's just, let's, we have a minute here. Are you going to go back with Charlie? And Carson's like, no. She doesn't know where she's headed. Does someone want to say this amazing life? These are lines, these two lines. Not me, because it's too hard for me. <laughs> go ahead, Susanna. Carson says, you changed my whole life. And Greta says, you opened me up again, Carson. That's, you couldn't ask for more for both of them. That's what each of them I'm needed. asking for more. I'm <laughs> asking for more. This is not enough for me. I'm like, uh, this. it's so weird that on this rewatch, I'm like freaking out about it. I was yeah. fine before. <laughs> well, it's like, the end oh. of, you know, there's a lot of end here. <laughs> and Carson says, just so sweetly, she like has like, her chin up a little bit she's like i have confidence now she's like see mm-hmm. you next season and greta's like i wouldn't miss it for the world <laughs> neither would we amazon neither would right. we get your fucking shit together Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> greta walks off carson watches her i like to watch you <laughs> <laughs> and she is she she's both things she's sad and happy Here's Charlie. Can you believe the last fucking scene of this season? We got <laughs> Charlie we see Char- sneaks in with flowers. It's like, weren't you supposed to go? She told you to go yeah, home. He was supposed to be in Idaho. Yeah. Yeah. So presumably he saw that and she's just like, Ooh. yeah, the look on his face was a little shocked. <laughs> You'll Probably look, man. also a little aroused. <laughs> oh, <God>. Crystal. <laughs> One last zinger from Crystal. (laughs) (laughs) What a way to end. No, honestly, I guess if Carson hadn't told us that she was not going to go back with him, it would be more devastating that she, like, Mm, or dangerous to see him. But now that he's so irrelevant with the stupid flowers, like, why? I mean, I I liked how they ended it. The Mm -hmm. the dramatic even though we had to look at Charlie one more time, but it was a, a good dramatic end. But we know, and you know, again, whether this, the second season will get made, the actors, Abby and Darcy, were talking about how important it was for for Carson not to go with Greta, to to sort of follow her own path, right? And even for Greta's character, who's always had a sidekick, who's always had somebody with her to do this thing alone. Like, mm. for both of their development, this is good. And for the drama of the show, this is good. All mm-hmm. right, all right. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept it. Thanks. It's clear you got that- such a happy fanfic ending with Max and Esther, so I just wanted the same thing with yeah. Marks and yeah. Greta. <laughs> I mean, it's also... So telling, you need to be alone for a minute to figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. I don't know what else well, to say. We're just going to no. sit in silence so this does not end. <laughs> <laughs> silence screaming. <laughs> All right. We're going to just 
tie up a few things on our end too. So Crystal and Kat have been keeping their accounts corner dock and I'd like to hear some final tallies. We'll give a total because people <laughs> enjoyed the, the count corner. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. So Carson's pies were brought up and or seen four times. <laughs> Great. Enjoyed zero times. <laughs> enjoyed zero times, correct. <laughs> Greta butt slap count. There were 14 Greta butt slaps. Wow. That, that is a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> Greta kill. That is a lotto. Yeah. Get it. Oh, wait. That is a lotto. Oh. <laughs> Get out of the womb. <laughs> it took me a second. <laughs> Loose lips guy count. There were three. Or I guess four if you count this last uh, talk of his redacted letters. <laughs> count. Mm-hmm. Carson is from a farm was brought up eight times. <laughs> That's a lot. That's it. It felt like it wasn't more. It felt Probably like Probably because more, it was always but... followed by, I'm not from a farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, there was one episode that they didn't bring it up in, but they doubled up in episode two. So <laughs> in a way, one for every episode. And then Greta draping over Joe count. 14. <laughs> <laughs> Leaned on Joe 14 times. And then just once again, Clant said crab 26 times <laughs> in the Crabgate episode. <laughs> but was crabby. And was crabby about it. So maybe one more. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any parting words before I do my end of the episode spiel? Not to get uh, sappy or get sappy. emotional. Yeah. This has been really, uh, this has been really wonderful for us. Like Crystal and I are obviously married, but Susanna is our friend and, but we don't talk that much, believe it or not. And it's been really Mm. wonderful because we moved away from Susanna, not specifically away from Susanna. (laughs) (laughs) We had to get away. If anything, Susanna would move away from us. Listeners, they had to pursue their path and we all had to find each other on our own. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's been really wonderful for us to connect every single week. And Crystal said Mm -hmm. it just yesterday and has said it a number of times. It means a lot to us that so many people, way more than we expected, listened and engaged with Mm us and seemed to really enjoy this podcast. And there was a lot of effort that went into it, almost all of it. Susanna (laughs) did so much work. Gets the mm-hmm. most valuable player trophy for this season. <laughs> Did mm-hmm. all our editing is pretty much the person on the social account ninety nine percent of the time. She gets round the of applause for Susanna. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank like, you. Do you want to do carry me around the bases? <laughs> Absolutely not. It's gonna sound horrible. Instead of a Dundee, we're giving you a leaguey. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Crystal, anything from you? Um, I guess I also just want to, yeah, um, thank everyone that listened. Like Kat said, it's beyond what I expected. I thought maybe like two or three people would listen to us ramble about (laughs) this show, but we had um, so many more listeners than I thought. And the social engagement is, has been my favorite part. I love, even though I'm not the one tweeting almost ever, I love reading people continuing the conversations on Twitter and Mm -hmm. saying things we forgot to say and seeing people's pictures and art it's all been so so awesome and so just thank you to everyone that listened and i really really hope that we will be back for a season two and i i have 
while I didn't have hope in Carson and Gretchen, <laughs> I have hope that we're going to get a season two. Awesome. Thanks to Liz of the band The Daily Fair for composing our Peach Jam. Please rate, continue to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Follow us on Twitter. We'll still be there at WAAFpod. Tell your friends about the show. Here's a review from M. Biscop, who writes, A peach of a podcast. I love this podcast. I will admit to cutting back on my podcast consumption now that I no longer commute to work. I gave this one a listen, looking for, for some Aloto content, and I'm so glad I did. I laughed. I cried. I avoided work <laughs> for almost two hours. Nice. Plus the baseball history. Chef's kiss. Thank you. If you'd like to hear your review featured on a future episode of the show, fingers crossed, please write us a few lines on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to wear, write on, sleep with, or drink out of We Are All Fruit merch, visit our Tea Public store. Like all of you, and like we've already said, we are eagerly awaiting the news of our favorite show's renewal. And once we have a season two, you can be certain that more episodes of We Are All Fruit will be coming your way. In the meantime, please stay in touch with us on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening, for laughing along, for celebrating this gorgeous show with us, and thank you for being our team. <laughs>